What's up, y'all? It's Andre. On today's episode, we recap the Eastern Conference Finals as well as give our predictions and reactions to Game 1 of the NBA Finals. We are the Shot Callers. Good evening, Shot Caller family. We are back with another episode of The Shot Callers. The date is Thursday, May 30th, and I'm your boy, JV. To my left, I got my boy, Richard Hound Dog Bustos. I think it's a theme here. It's just dogs all the time. I'm a, I'm a, dogs I'm a, of Dallas, man. I'm a big dog fan. And the other voice you're hearing is Andre Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal? <laughs> Hannibal West. What dog is named Hannibal? All right, Hannibal. Hannibal in the whack, in the best sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good sense of Hannibal. Anyway, um, we're gonna kick off this show by, well, what we're gonna do is moving forward on shows. We're gonna recap the previous episode and point out maybe anything that we might have slipped up. Um, so the first thing I want to call this our last time on the Shark <laughs> Podcast, just our corrections segment, right? Anything that we, any little mishaps that we might've made any, you know, misspoken. It's not even a segment. It's just little notes. Yes, exactly. So, so for last week's episode, the only note I have is we said Derek Rose, we said Joachim Noah was the top overall pick in the draft for the Bulls and it was actually Derek Rose. I think mm. there was just a miss. There was just some, uh, what do you call it? Live miscommunication, I think. Yeah. Right. Richard said joking. Splitting was some wires in the brain a little I bit. Know, I, I also it, said top three, so. I know yeah. it's recorded, but I don't feel like I said that. Yeah. But it, whatever. Call him <laughs> out, there. y'all. It's there. Point it out. Timestamp him. Yeah, tweet Richard. <laughs> um, that's going that's all we have board. for now. What's the next part? Uh, next, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals since uh, today's day one of the finals. Yeah, day one of the finals kicks off today. We, of course, the Toronto Raptors took a five-game, sorry, a six-game uh, series over the Milwaukee Bucks. The Canadian being, sweep, man. Yep. And the Canadian sweep, what is that, Andre? Uh, so the gentleman's sweep is when you lose. New, <laughs> new sweep the gentleman's sweep series. is when you lose the first game. The Canadian sweep, they're a little bit, you know, they're a little bit more friendly than your, your common gemmer, gentleman. So they, they give you two games before they sweep you. Oh, like extra gentlemen? Yeah. yeah. So the Canadian sweep, <laughs> when you go down two and then take four uh, over the Bucks, did you guys see that coming at all? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I took the Bucks in six, and uh, it looked very promising in the first two games. It was uh, really ridiculous. Um, after the first two, ga- two games, Toronto fell away. And we've seen them come back from behind in every series up to this point, which is really, really impressive. Uh, and down in a lot of games and throughout the series, though, it's shown a resiliency that this team, this Roger team has had that other teams haven't had. And uh, so like that's really shocking. And when you hear, you know, everyone that talks to each other about basketball, all, all us nerds saying, how are the... How are the Raptors going to win four out of the next five after they are down two? There's, there's no way They're against this Bucks team. You know they can shoot the lights. Yeah, the out. way they lost, it's just like ah. And so every, every passing game, I guess the confidence was swelling in the uh, Scotia Bank Arena and in Canada as a whole, um, especially in Toronto as the Maple Leafs, you know, are, uh, aren't definitely aren't making the Stanley Cup Finals. Everybody, all eyes on the Raptors. I think Canada really rallied behind them. That. That arena was really rocking. Drake was going crazy, and mm-hmm. it was something that I, I definitely didn't see coming. What about you, Andre? Yeah, I did not. I definitely I didn't have the Bucks winning in six. I thought it would maybe go to seven, but man, uh, 
I think JV called it like after that first loss in game three where Giannis said, you know, I'm Giannis. Uh, he didn't really come back as aggressive. Yeah, the he said he time. wasn't disappointed. Yeah, he wasn't disappointed himself. In the loss. Like, uh, I don't know. Like hats off to Nick Nurse because they really made the adjustments. Like they pretty much took Giannis out the game. Like they, they swarmed him and he just couldn't get anything going. And from there, like uh, all the Raptors role players showed up. Like Fred Van Fleet. We're in the Fred Van Vliet Jr. era. Like, uh, was it? They're three and zero since the kids were born. Post, yeah, we're <laughs> they're, in a, they're undefeated since this kid. Twenty nineteen PFFVJ. Yeah, right. So like, is his son's name Fred? Yeah, he's oh, a little wow. Fred yeah, Jr. Yeah, awesome. He had his baby. When was it? Right after that. Like, it was game three. It was game three. Yeah. yeah, when he when he had his first uh, come out game from the playoffs. Hey, so I don't have any kids, but I hear that turns you into a new man. So I can see that. Uh, contributing on some level yeah i can uh i can i hear from i got a couple friends that have some kids and it's like they're so stressed so so many questions so many things you got to take care of and like you're an nba player you're in like the biggest series of your career thus far uh you know you're supposed to be developing and you're really dragging your team down like a rock in the minutes that you're out there like yeah. i think once you have a baby there's a weight off his chest huge right. stress yeah. off your shoulders yeah. and you're like really happy because you brought something into the world that that only you could and it's it's awesome and so he's happy and so Carefree basketball and let's rain some threes. Yeah, man. Yep. So I can only imagine. I just want to say thank you to both of you for not going full Paul Pierce and calling the series after I'll those never, first two games. Never into that. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about what you said, Andre, when we talked about on the last podcast. Um, do you guys think it is that that factor where you know Giannis was not used to losing, drops game three, then drops game four, and it's like, you know, it's, oh, it's, I a, it's a large mountain to climb and. From an unfamiliar situation, I wouldn't say he's. It's always not hard to win to a game, it. right? Yeah, it's always right. hard. It's gonna be hard to win any NBA game, especially in the playoffs. Um, but do you think it was kind of one of those things where it's like back against the wall, not sure what to do here, and not enough time to do it because you're playing the exact same team night every single game, and they've kind of figured you out, and you don't get that long, uh, you know, time off to really figure out how you're going to beat them the next time you face them in the regular season. It's like, okay, in the regular season, even if you drop two, you, you mentioned, Richard, they only dropped two in a row once during the regular season. And they never It's okay. You never do it again because you don't face those teams again, right? You you go back to facing the, the, the East, mm-hmm. the Magic, the the Hawks, the name any team at the bottom tier of the East, right? They get to go play those games. They Get their confidence back, right? They get their confidence back and they start rolling again, right? right not the case in the playoffs you're right. being coached i mean the other team is being coached to make adjustments yeah, yeah to make adjustments specifically for you you're the main third on the other side they didn't have that time so what does that does that speak to his to his character or to i don't his think it speaks to his youth character or because um, i the reason i say his character is because he came out and made those comments and like i said last time i don't think you know that's the right mentality for somebody who's going to carry a team to a championship so is it a maturing thing and then maybe you know self-reflecting and saying you know maybe i shouldn't i should have taken that loss more seriously maybe he just felt like okay anytime we've lost we bounced right back and didn't really take it in a serious enough manner because they did come out rolling in game four i wouldn't say he didn't take it in a serious enough manner i think this is like his first opportunity to really have his confidence and you know his uh, willingness to win tested because he's never like this is the furthest he's ever been. This is the first season they've actually won a playoff series, right? Yeah, in a game seven. So now he's actually getting tested. They're targeting him specifically, his weakness. So he has to show confidence in his shot and take that consistently. He needs to be decisive. And they 
it, it kind of took him out of his element, man. You could see he wasn't really as confident uh, when it was time for him to take the shot, when it was time to take them off the dribble. Like there was a lot of turnovers where um, he, he got the ball just trying to drive and then he just got stripped and they took it back the other end. So um, how many playoff runs was a young up and coming team? Like were they successful the first time around? Yeah. That you know? almost never happens, right? Yeah. Never yeah even LeBron. Like, yep. And with the two, 2010 heat or yeah. 2010, 2010, 2011 heat. Um, but yeah, so it's really rough to make it through your first go around. It's like JV said, these guys are dissecting everything you can and game planning for everything that you like to do. All your pet plays. Yeah. They're saying his but, weakness. They're just targeting him specifically. Yeah. So they're and, making him play Gian- Giannis ball. is really good at everything, but what is he really great at when you're able to have a smart defensive team that's really swarming, knows who to help off of, build that, you know, Toronto wall. Uh, if you're not really great at, you three point shooting, having those post touches, those spin moves. You got some spin moves, but back to the basket, creating a little floater, a little hook in the lane, just a whole little mid range game. Yeah, uh, he's got to polish that stuff a little bit more. He's got another off season to work on it. So and get um, confident with it, because that's the key thing. Like even if you're not confident, like even if if you're confident, you're not hitting the shots. Like at least you're decisive. You're not creating opportunities for the defense to take advantage of you. And that's part of, I think that might've been one of the biggest things is he got a lot of turnovers just being indecisive and, you know, just being too slow to act. Yeah. And to carry on with your point a little bit more is, you know, he's going to grow. He's been taking the three point shot all season long when they give it to him. You know, that's the shot you want him to take, but he's like, Hey, this is my opportunity to take it. I'll work on it. And he shot it with some confidence. There's some games he he made three out of four or two out of five. And and you'll take that. And I feel like next season after a long off season where he's going to have a lot of reflection, uh, he's going to really sharpen a lot of his skills. It may not be every skill, but he's going to have something. He's going to have a like a, a reliable floater in the lane yeah. or a corner three or above the break for three that he can really go to. Uh, and so like the youth and the not being ready for the moment, while I don't think it speaks to like some poor, uh, I guess, traits in his character, I think that overall, while that wasn't a great moment that he had behind the microphone, you know, you can see his scowl. You can see how much he really wants it. You can see him trucking Mike Dunleavy into the stands when he's angry, like that scowl that he has, mm-hmm. like that means that he wants it. He really, really does. He wouldn't go this hard in this MVP season if he didn't want it. But when you see him at the free throw line, that crowd's getting in his head and he's bricking those free throws. He's airballing those free throws. He looks young. He he's looks not, his age. He's not able, his eyes yeah. are big, you know, those smoothie wanting eyes. Or, uh, <laughs> smoothie wanting. <laughs> yep. He's like, God, I, I really Deer in the headlights, smooth. you know, God. so. I need can, a Sonic Frosty. He's got to <laughs> he's got to harden. Uh, he's got to harden his mentality, just like he's uh, sharpened those muscles and his strength. Though, uh, that's kind of where I, what I think about it. Did y'all see the post game interview where the he one, walked out? Yeah, and uh, that was a little bit of a strange situation. Um, do you want to? Do you have an idea? Do you want to let the listeners in? As I would. Well? Yeah. Um, one of the reporters asked him a question. I think he he nodded to uh, Chris Middleton. Middleton nodded and then Giannis just got up and bounced. I think there was, there might've been a miscommunication, but I bring that up to say is um, I definitely feel like he has a fire lit under him in agreement with Richard. I think he's going to, he's going to come back stronger because he, I think he took the, he took this loss pretty hard. Well, the question that was asked at the end of the interview was sort of like a bomb that got dropped on him. Uh, An article was released immediately afterward saying that there was a speculation or something that had come out in the organization that Giannis had said, or, intimated to someone that next season if they don't make the finals he's out of here if we don't make the finals i'm gone and that's what was brought up at the last uh part of the interview and that's what kind of sparked him to get up and leave mm. so i don't think that even if Giannis did say that i doubt that's the oh no i'm sure he wants that to come out he's self-aware enough to realize that he was probably the biggest reason why they lost um and that's not something that you want hanging over you yeah, all season exactly. long 
where at every press conference uh, for the rest of the season, if that trend keeps rolling, they're going to be asking him, so are you going to leave? You think you're going to leave? You're not going to make the finals since you don't think if the Milwaukee Bucks still come out super strong and they're going for a fourth or fifth seed, hey, it's unlikely you guys make the finals. Does that mean you're definitely leaving? He doesn't yeah. want that storm cloud following yeah. him all let's, season. Let's long. get some better questions asked. Like, yeah, so, I mean, that stuff, um, who knows where it came from? Usually it comes from somewhere, but I don't want to spend too much time on that particular yeah, moment. Let's, let's not one thing that. I will say, though, just to make one last point, is I hope he doesn't go the way of other young talent. And to draw a comparison to another sport real quick, uh, the closest thing I can compare him to is uh, Cam Newton when he had his MVP season and he made it to the Super Bowl and they lost. And, and he wasn't a graceful, very graceful loser. Him, yeah. And, you know, everybody said, oh, he's just young. He'll be fine. But never quite bounced back after that, right? Never even got back to the playoffs, right? I hope that that's not what we see from Giannis. He'll make the playoffs. It's the NBA. He'll make the playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, the way it is, he'll make the playoffs again. And with the talent level in basketball, one person can carry you to the playoffs. So that's not a problem. But I just hope he uses this as a learning experience. I do think he could have used better... He he could have you know reacted a little bit better and probably you know handled the situation a little bit better. I understand those type of questions. Yeah, he's still young too. Yeah, he's he, uh, definitely a youth thing, but I just hope it doesn't linger continue, with him. Yeah. yeah, and doesn't continue with him. One thing I want to talk about because I do Richard mentioned next year, and I do want to touch on you know maybe some future plans for the uh, for the Bucks uh, moving forward. But I would like y'all to just some quickly summarize that series. Why did the Raptors take four in a row? I think it was incredible defense. Um, I don't want to knock the entire Bucks team. You know, Eric Bledsoe looked out of sorts. Uh, you didn't knock get a lot of a, mm-hmm. a lot of a role playing like star games outside of that. Brook Lopez, I think that was game one. Brooke that Lopez was game was looking, one where he was just like on fire, unstoppable, like a shooting machine. You know, uh, it was they were. Uh, he had a pretty good game uh, seven too. They were dumping more dirt on the Lakers' grave uh, with Brook Lopez six? going crazy. Oh yeah, games. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, what I want to say was the incredible defense. Like Chris Middleton, even though he was guarding Kawhi, it, he looked like someone that you could take out of a playoff series. And the playoffs have more weight than any other time of the type of the time of the season, of course, because they're the most important games. But they're literally the most, like I, I I hope I don't sound redundant, but they're the most important games. Like Jesus Christ, yeah, like, you can see those guys that can show up, that Fred Van Vliet that can overcome adversity and well not and everyone could shots. just have a kid be born oh cj mccollum you know what i mean you can you can, you can knock their <laughs> yeah. play during the regular season and when they but if they can uh show up during that time uh then you really got something you want to hang on to them and so if you're you know second all-star guard isn't showing up in that moment is that like a bigger red flag nikola vucevic is somebody else that i brought that up with this season they finally made the playoffs and he looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, it's his first time, but you got to see who can rise to the occasion, who can show those sparks. Yeah, we, and, and if you're yeah. going to kind of fade away even a little bit, that really says like, do we really can we rely to, on you? Right. Yeah. Do we want to build around you for the future? Um, even though we want to keep Giannis this year, if Giannis leaves, do we want to be stuck with you after that? So it's kind of a kind of a red flag. So I'd say that uh, Toronto defense was terrific. Uh, that yeah, Toronto said, defense and the role players just stepping up, showing up. Just to you know, they, they had their foot on uh, Milwaukee's throats, and you know they just closed it out. Um, pretty much exactly what Richard said. Uh, going forward, uh, I can see them keeping Chris Middleton, but they've got to let Brogdon and I feel like Miritich is gone too. Both of them are gone. Brooke Lopez is probably gone. Uh, I mean, Brogdon or uh, Lopez made himself some money. I can see somebody throwing him. You know, three years, sixteen million. Oh yeah, he's under definitely underpaid right now. He should be getting. Yeah, I think he's gonna want to. Uh, he he already he's intimated like, what, that twenty eight. Uh, I want to like say 20, he's like twenty nine. Twenty eight, um, twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, we can look that up in a yeah. moment, but yeah, like he 
Smart guy. He already said he wanted to come back to Milwaukee. I'm sure he had a great time. He's not one of those players that he was wants actually to 31. be. Oh, well, yeah, a little bit off. Um, so yeah, he's not one of those guys that exclusively wants to live in L.A. or live in Disney or live in. Uh, oh, he in loves Miami. Disney. He loves Disney. He wants a, to live there. He's a like, huge like, nerd. He wants to be at Disneyland <laughs> all day long. But uh, he's he wants to be in a good situation for him. Uh, and I think he wants win, the yeah. security. Yeah, mm-hmm. a security on top of that. I think he wants three years, four years. Yeah. So you think he'll take a team friendly deal? It's possible. Yeah, yeah I, think I can so. see that because he he contributed probably. I think I, I'd say he's the second most important in this series. He's got skills all over the court, yeah. like literally. So who again? Uh, Brook Lopez. Okay, I thought yeah. so because I heard you somebody say like Brogdon, and then I lost track. Of oh yeah, Brogdon's really yeah. good too, but Milwaukee's gonna let him go so he can come to Dallas. I think Brook Lopez would probably yeah, and I think y'all just said this, but yeah, I think Brook Lopez would take a team friendly deal because I mean it's, I don't think it's gonna be 2016 all over again where teams are overpaying. Right, and there's a lot more stars out there, so everybody's gonna prioritize on those. Yeah, there's a lot of free agents. If this season, Brooke yeah. Lopez were to say, "Hey, yeah, let me test free agency," he'd be waiting for day four and five before, you know. You say I know he contributed a lot, but like, who's looking for a center that's you know that far into? You go back to the Lakers. <laughs> oh, a team like the Kings that want to lock someone up, even though they got a bit, a bit of a logjam. But like, it just takes one team to sign. Kings got enough bigs. No, I'm, that's just I'm just saying it takes one team to take the equivalent of Al Farouk Aminu off the market at no, it at does. Yeah. That, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's gonna be that year again where you know these like guys 16, are getting yeah, those crazy. I don't think. Yeah, so, that's not gonna happen anymore. So if he if he wants stability, like you said, I think he probably will end up yeah, staying I can, in I can Milwaukee. See that. Um, I just wanted to say my two, my my overall recap of the Bucks is you don't want to put the blame on the rest of the team, Rich. I will because I feel like <laughs> well, Bledsoe. I feel really like uh, I feel like Giannis played a solid game. Obviously, you know, yes, he could have a stronger perimeter game, and when they built that wall, you know, it's only as good as the defense. Well, not the, even. I mean, in the lane too. Like, but yeah, yeah but yeah, I think ultimately it came down. They shot well below not yeah they shot well below their regular season percentage and that, from the that three point line. From the three-point line. Um, so there was a lot of moments where they got off to a hot start. Game three, game six, they got off to a hard start. They had a huge first quarter. Let the let the the Raptors right back in, in the second quarter. Kawhi come out of the half. Man. Come out the half strong again. You know, people, you know, banking shots. Let them get right back in because they, they stop shooting efficiently, right? You make shots, you have less transitional points, things like that, less turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. You're gonna have less transitional points, and that's a lot of what happened in game uh, game six, and it allowed the Raptors to sneak their way back into the game, and then ultimately take it. I mean, what was that run at the end of the game? Like twenty. It was like twenty-three and, to three. I yeah. thought yeah, it was something point. like that. It's ridiculous. Yep. So I I do blame it on. on yeah, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he was um, really wet the bed there. Uh. Yeah, and um, and we, you can talk about positional players, which positions ultimately can can carry a team, and that's why that's where a lot of the discussion came between Giannis and James Harden, where mm-hmm. it was like, well, who's the MVP? And people were like, well, Giannis is on the best team, and then the people that were advocating for James Harden were like, well, you know, James Harden can go and win you a game if you're down 15 at the end, you know, in the fourth quarter. He can bring you back. He can just go start, you know, right. lighting just, it up. Yeah. And Giannis can't do that. And I think that was proof for that. But I think ultimately, you know, it is a team game. And they had leads going into the, the into the third and fourth quarters, and they just couldn't hold on. And so I think it's just that. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, next, we're going to move on and do our finals preview. Finals preview, yes. Game so. one of the – NBA final starts tonight in an hour p.m. Central. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to, you know, give our predictions for the series, how we think tonight's going to go. 
We're going to go catch the game, and then we'll actually be back after the game to recap game one. So we won't be super long in this segment. We're going to be able to get our takes, our impressions, and our early predictions, and then not very long after our segment, you're going to be able to know exactly what we got right and wrong in this uh, game one. Man. So what do y'all think? Y'all think we're going to see some uh, Kawhi 2017 action? I first think, game. I think the Raptors are going to win one of the Because they're at home, games, yeah. I feel like they, they're probably going to win this. So. I feel like they're at home, yeah, but I think the Warriors are really enjoying being on the road. I think they, uh, Draymond Green... I mean, they're used to, yeah. Draymond Green is, uh, is like becoming like a media darling this uh, this postseason. He's really flipped the script on what everybody really felt on him, um, me included. And he was like, I like hearing the booze when I go to the hotel. You know, so these guys, uh, they've been here before. They've done that. Uh, I watched a press conference with Kawhi Leonard talking about how a lot of these guys haven't been to the media circus that is the NBA Finals. Kawhi Leonard did comment saying, oh, these guys have been to the Eastern Conference Finals. These guys have been to the Western Conference Finals. Marcus Ole, Danny Green. A lot of guys have, but not as many times as these Warriors have in the last five years. So these guys are, are tried and true, and they need to find some small thing to motivate them. They've got Kevin Durant, uh, Boogie Cousins out. That's going to motivate them. I think Boogie's playing this game. Uh, he's they yeah. Said he, he, they said he's playing, but out for the he's available. The, the yeah. postseason that I'm talking about, like th- throughout this uh this series, they've been motivated by little things. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Kevin Durant out. Let's go ahead and be the old school Warriors. Let's be the OG Warriors. And right. now they're on the road. That, that's gonna motivate us too. They need that extra motivation. So I really feel like the Warriors are gonna come they out. They thrive on one. it too. They love it. Uh, yeah. Um. So I mean, what's your what's your prediction as far as how far this series goes? Uh, I think it'll, it. I think it'll go to six games. Uh, that's kind of what I'm really hoping for, um, and I'll take the Warriors in six. Warriors in six, you say? Ah, uh, I feel like it's gonna go Warriors in seven. That would be awesome. Oh, that man. would be in, great. In you think? You think if they get to Game Seven and they're in Toronto, they they can go in there? And I think it could happen. I'm not writing anything off. This Toronto team's just been like miracle making this entire playoff. They're series. so smart on this defense. entire playoff. So who did you pick? Season. I still like the Warriors, oh, okay. but I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto won because, like, every time I underestimate them, they end up winning anyway. So I've been wrong pretty much every pick. So if need I'm wrong co- this time, I'm good with it. Andre. Yeah, need some conviction. Who's, hey, I, who's gonna win? I'm gonna. Hey, I'm going off the numbers like I always do. Hey, I say Warriors, Warriors are gonna Warriors are gonna win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto did. Oh, well, that's, that's weak. <laughs> that's what I said. I'm still, I'm still gonna say I'm still conviction. gonna say the Warriors are gonna win. You can be like 51, 49 percent and still say something. All right, what's the tweet gonna say? Andre Warriors in seven. What do you want me to say? Warriors win four zero. No, no, you say seven. Okay. But just we're not gonna include. Oh, but if the Raptors win, that's cool too. <laughs> I mean, so, so why just, are the Warriors gonna win? Huh? Why are the Warriors gonna win? Because they're tried and true. They're tested. Like they've been on this stage before. They pretty much live here. For the Raptors, the only one who's really been here is. Like Kawhi, they're a Ibaka. great road team. Yeah, they're they're a good team, but this is, I mean, they've been tested well the entire playoffs run, but it's been a lot of heroics by Kawhi, and he's got to do a whole bunch more carrying in this series. Yeah, I think it's really interesting uh, trying to speculate who Kawhi's going to guard. Kawhi Leonard has looked tired at times during this during this playoff run, especially in the Philadelphia series, which I think was like a crazy that was a very bad good, matchup, yeah. uh, like a great matchup, like a great matchup to watch, but a bad matchup for both teams to have yeah. to guard the other guys on the other team. But uh, some big boys in Philly for sure. And then he was he was looking real tired in this p- previous series, and it was really golden. I think it was in Game Four where he went to the bench and the and the uh, Raptors went on a huge run, so he didn't have to come back in until like you know uh, several games or several minutes into the fourth yeah. He quarter. didn't really have a good shooting game this li- that Game Six, but the, got, his, got his bench was good rest. enough to yeah close it out for him. So yeah, so uh, so like I said, um, he looks like he's hindered. He doesn't. There's not saying that he's injured, but I'm wondering if the pace that the Warriors can play at when they're not with Kevin Durant is going to take a toll on, on his legs. And I hope it doesn't. I hope he can power through it. And he's obviously shown that he's going to do that dragon 
a stump of a leg around in the previous series. But I hope that it doesn't get to him. But I'm wondering what's going to happen. I wonder yeah. if the Warriors base is going to affect him. I'm just going to paraphrase what he said. I mean, everyone's playing injury right now. So you That's got some sure. injuries on the other side too. So hopefully the better team wins and we can see some, a really good series. Man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. What about you, JB? I'm going to take the Raptors in six. Um, in six? One thing that, I'll, that I want to challenge is the the fact that it takes that it, that, that it, they've relied on Kawhi heroics. Um, because yes, he has had some ridiculous games, but in game six, when they made that run in the fourth quarter, he only made one bucket in the fourth quarter. Raptors in six. Now, why am I to believe? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, seriously, we want to talk, people want to say that, you know, they've relied way too much on Kawhi, but that's a perfect example of the team being able to pull itself together and those role players being able to have an impact. One bucket out of him. And what was the run, Rich? It was like 23-3. And he only has one bucket? Yes, he had free throws, right? But he only had one jump shot that he made in the fourth quarter. Well, I don't, they smell blood, I don't too. think they've... I don't know if uh, Andre was meaning to say they've relied too much on Kawhi, but he's had a postseason run that is unlike yeah. almost any other player only, in the league. Only one player has averaged more than 30-point games in the postseason. Kawhi has 11. So two, two things on that. First thing is you're assuming that he can't continue it. I didn't because say Because I'm not you necessarily, right? If he continues that, can he not beat the Warriors? It's possible. Right? We're talking about historic yeah, no, run right now. It, so, yeah. so that's why I, I think he will continue that. And second off, the rest of the team is finally showing up. So if anything, it's going to take less of him. And what I mean by the rest of the team, I mean the role players, the real role players, the guys coming off the bench, you know, Serge Ibaka, um, Fred Van Vliet. Granted, you know, a lot of the success with that lineup was him actually starting in place of Danny Green. Danny Green starts catching fire. Now you don't have to take him out and you don't lose his defense on the other side, right? So, yes, obviously he's having a great, you know, a historic, playoff, year. historic year in the playoffs and everything like that. But I don't think that's a reason to say that, you know, it can't continue and that, you know, somehow the Warriors are just going to be able to figure it out. Because if we look at the other side, when they play that Western Conference Finals, there was there were they were down in every single game. They were down in game one, two, three, and four, right? The, we saw Draymond play on a whole other level. He was grabbing offensive rebounds. He was taking it to the rim. This Toronto team is on a whole other level than the Portland Trailblazers on defense. As much as I love the Trailblazers, they don't play the type of defense that Toronto plays, and they don't have the athletes that Toronto has. You have length at every position, and there's no defensive liability. From point guard all the way to the five, some people might speculate that Gasol can't really move as much, so you, there's liability there. But he's a rim protector. That's yeah, you and need. you can always bring Serge Ibaka play and have him play the five, right? You're still not going to sacrifice a ton on offense. And that's why I'm picking the Raptors, because I think Kawhi can continue this historic level performance, and the rest of the team, the athleticism, the length, the defense will ultimately carry them, and it won't allow the... Warriors to get those second chance points that allowed him to come back on the Trailblazers. Yeah, I think that the Kawhi Leonard continuing this pace is a likely outcome, uh, and I, I think that unfortunately a more likely outcome for the Raptors is Steph Curry going like bananas and and really affecting the game the way we've seen in several several years. He is a two time MVP for a reason, backed up by two other Hall of Famers uh, and then Andre Iguodala on the team as well. So I think that. If the Raptors play their best, they they have a great shot at beating the Warriors, but unfortunately the Warriors are still favored. Um, so I think that the most likely thing would be for the war uh, for the Warriors to win six, you know, maybe seven, and then the second most likely and probably the most fun for a lot of people would be Kawhi Leonard uh, continuing his stellar stellar play, looking like you know a, a, an amalgamation of Scottie Pippen plus Michael Jordan plus like uh, who else would you say? Um, Scottie, Mike. 
Just both of them combined. Yeah, yeah. Probably uh, both just, of them. Man. Yeah, I can't who think else do you need? Else, right? uh, but uh, yeah, like looking crazy, and and I'm here for it. I love watching it. I've been on the Kawhi Leonard train yep. since like 2012 or something crazy. Yeah, I don't think we need to compare Kawhi to anybody because he is a Finals MVP. You know, before this whole him getting, you know, was he injured? Is he not injured with the Spurs? He was contender, top three. Yeah, before he could have been an MVP superstar. this year. Rich, I mean, uh, Andre, you picked him to be the MVP at the beginning of the year. He plays more games. He probably wins it, right? It's so possible, yeah. And we I don't, don't even need to compare him because he's Kawhi Leonard. He's well, that level, yeah, right? We I, don't compare Kevin Durant really to anybody because we say Kevin Durant, right? Well, the reason that's I all say, you gotta say, I think it's the same for Kawhi. The reason I say he's a mixture of both is because Michael Jordan handled the scoring load, and Scottie Pippen was guarding the best defender on the or the best offensive player on the other side, and this guy's doing both. So that's what I mean by by gotcha. joining them together. Um, another thing that I wanted to say too is um. So w- do we think that the Warriors are going to win because they're the Warriors or is there something specific? Because, yes, Steph can always blow up and have 30-point games, but they can lose those games. They've lost games when Kevin Durant's gone for 40, right, against this Raptors team. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, I think what so happens is uh, – what beyond them just going lights out do we else do we see that they match up perfectly against the so Raptors? I, I mean, I think the Raptors have a, have a stellar defense. I've been saying it all podcast long, but I think when you – Play a smart defense. You know who to help off of. So you're going to help off of Jordan Bell. You're going to help off of Boogie Cousins when he's standing at the three-point line. You're going to help off of, off of Kevon Looney. When you help off those guys and you want to help uh, guard Steph Curry when he's driving towards the rim or uh, towards whoever's handling the ball, Draymond Green, once those guys see, they're smart too. They're smart offensive players just like the Raptors are smart defensive players. The uh, the Raptors are going to help off, try to contain some, some action going towards the rim from Draymond Green. And then all that uh, that off uh, off ball guy has to do that's being helped off of is going to go screen for Steph Curry. Steph Curry is going to be wide open because there's nobody uh, with the guy that's screening. Right. You get wide open, and that just causes the chaos. And the Raptors are have shown to be able to take some punches and continue on. And they maybe they can, but can they do it four games in a row and have a great outcome Offensive in, in, in end, each yeah. of those four games? Because they do have great offensive players, but Serge Ibaka had a great game seven for the Raptors uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. But he didn't have a great playoffs this far. Danny Green hasn't showed up yet. Fred Van Vliet showed up halfway through last uh, last About series. Kyle yeah. Lowry has been really good throughout this playoffs, but he's not like the number two guy every day. Right. And then we we spent half the podcast complaining about how Marcus Hall passes up too many shots. Yeah. So on a smart swarming defense like the Warriors, while the Bucks have a good defense too, it's possible that the Warriors are able to take more of advantage of that stuff and put together a more co co uh, cohesive offensive attack every game. Especially when you might just get Kevin Durant coming back when, I mean, I don't think he's going to, but he could very well come back in game three and light him up. And who cares what's going to happen, how you're defending Kevin Durant, because he's going to get a clean shot, just like Kawhi Leonard gets clean shots on him. Yeah. I, I think, and not to reiterate, but um, what, something that Portland did that worked really well for them in that series, and I feel like the Toronto Raptors can do on a much higher level and do a much better job of, is they doubled off the ball. So you talked about you know creating that chaos, and we all know that they do very well there. And you're talking about, you know, oh, if you help off this guy, then that other, the 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 guy that's off ball just comes and screens for Steph, stuff like that. They neutralized a lot of that by doubling off the ball. So if, you know, CJ and Dame were covering, you know, um, Clay and Steph, they'd do one of two things. You know, they'd be mad on them. They'd stay locked on them off the ball. And, you know, those guys can keep up with them. But even when it was already in Clay's hands, already in Steph's hands, they'd be doubling the other guy. You go back to the Houston series. And they did that as well, right? Granted, you know, both they don't play lost. a ton of defense. Yeah, they both lost and all that. But just getting physical was a big deal. Yeah. And if you can do that enough, right, which I feel like Toronto's much better built for, 
And we talked about the re- I already talked about the rebounding game. That's why I picked them to win. And I think they'll win. They'll win handily today. Um, uh, I think they'll easily cover that one point. It was actually crazy because they were the one and a half point underdog before the, when the series first ended against the against the Bucks, and then it swung the other way. Now they're a one and a half point favorite. So that's a huge swing. Yeah, you know, from being um, another dog to the. I should have took that bet on the on them losing. Yeah, I definitely think you have a great point, and uh, I just wonder what's more likely. And you know, Marcus is four years older since that 2015 yeah, Western when Conference they first went, yeah. playoffs, um, where he was like, "Hey, we roughed up these Warriors. We were up two one on these guys. Yeah, they had to come back him. and win." And so he may not be quite as mobile as he was, but he's still super smart defensively. And he's like, "Hey guys, let's just whoop this dude's ass and see if that'll have an effect on Steph Curry." Yeah, Steph Curry has grown since then, but you know, it's possible, especially in in Toronto where you got Drake. Flailing his arms, being a distraction. You got yeah. the you got the raptor, the second best uh, mascot behind uh, Benny the Bull, who unfortunately is on a hiatus right now. But anyway, yeah, like the Raptors. I love the Raptors. I think they could do it. I just think the Warriors should like you should bet on them. Is what I would bet on. Yeah, yeah. I I think the likeliest thing that caused them to lose is if for some reason uh Kawhi Kawhi Kyle Lowry can't overcome his hand injury. Um, he was saying that he couldn't feel his thumb sometimes when he was out on the court. So. Um, you talked about game, I think it was game two where he was just like off. Yeah. And that's why they, you know, ultimately lost that game. Um, he does need a sidekick. And if it's Kyle Lowry, I think it'll be just, you know, a double positive. Cause sometimes it's Yakum, sometimes it's Lowry. If it's Lowry, I think they, they could even sneak, uh, Game three, I think they could take both at home and then sneak game three out of Oracle. Yeah, I, w- I want to see the battle of the benches. I want to see Norm Powell out there scowling. Norman Powell been doing I want to see him getting made fun of by Andre Godella because he's scowling and Andre's like, who is this guy? And he's like, I'm Norm Powell. And he's like taking on Jonas Jerebko, taking him to the rim, you know, on this bench unit where it's like oh, four no. guys. Jerebko four, might get in. And four, guys, four guys in clay, you know what I mean? Like, no, uh, Curry's going to play everybody. He always plays everybody, especially now this beautiful basketball, no Kevin Durant. We're playing everybody. And so Patrick McCaw is the X factor. I think, uh, yeah, he he's the mole. That's why he got. That's why he ended up over there. Uh, that's why uh, Ujiri picked him up. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I want to see Norman Powell taking guys off the dribble, uh, attacking that bench defense, and seeing what he can do. I hope he's. I hope he's a factor. I hope he's not a non-factor. I think the more guys that can possibly get a contribution if Danny Green shows up, Raptors have a a great puncher's chance. That's what I said before the series, and I'm gonna stick to it. Yep, that's uh, that's the X factor right there. Who can show up consistently in Toronto? So I feel like if you know, if they get one or two people show up consistently, they'll have a really good series. Mm-hmm. If not, there's going to be a lot of Kawhi uh, hard carrying because you know the Warriors. If one of them has a bad game, they'll still impact the game in some manner. Steph can have a bad shooting light, but he's still going to make the space in for his teammates. Clay can be off, but he's still going to play like super elite defense. And just take somebody Draymond. out of the, he's going to take yeah. someone out of the play entirely. Exactly. Like, right. I wonder who Kawhi's going to guard. I think he's going to guard Draymond, but if Draymond, if he's on Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, that takes, uh, I, I believe Kawhi Leonard is an incredibly smart defender, but I think Clay Thompson is such a deadly shooter. Whoever's guarding him is going to just literally be back to the play. Like CJ McCollum. If you look at CJ McCollum guarding clay, He's not even looking at the basket or the ball. He's only looking into Clay's eyes the way I'm looking at JV's eyes right now. I cannot see the living room. It doesn't matter what's going on back there. There could be a flaming elephant behind me, and <laughs> I would care. have no idea. An elephant, that, man. That, that, that's what's gonna, that is what's going to happen, whoever guards uh, Clay Thompson. So if they end up sticking Kawhi Leonard on him, I think that takes away some of the help defense, passing lanes, and who knows? Uh, I, I like, think it'll be on Draymond Green. I like Draymond how we Green. say we weren't going to talk about this for a long time. We talked about it for like yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just one quick note that I think can summarize the their best chance to win is um, 
what De'Aaron Fox said. They were he was on the show the other um this morning. The jump, yesterday? I think he was on the jump. I don't remember. No, it yeah, was the jump. Uh, Either way, De'Aaron yeah. Fox. They talked. He talked about playing the Warriors in the regular season. He said we did well because we didn't. We played our game. We didn't try to adjust to them. We just played our game and we allowed ourselves a, a fighting chance. So, um, Toronto just needs to do that. Don't try to match their pace. Yeah, match their pace. Just play your game. And that ultimately leads to victory. It's worked so far. Yep. And, and then, if it means Kawhi has to go off every single night, that's great. Yeah, we get finals. to see some fucking. Yeah. Dish. We get to see some, some badass some goat levels. Yeah. Plays, yeah. We get to see a motherfucker that's thought was a robot, and we find out that he actually is a robot. Yeah. We're I about mean, to find out. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he compared the stats he's putting up this season as far as like I think it's twenty-seven points, eight rebounds, uh, true shooting of forty-eight percent, only compared to Larry Bird. Uh, Michael Jordan, obviously. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki in, in one season in the 2011 finals run. Shaq three times. Kobe didn't make the list because of his shooting percentages. Uh, and like literally like nine dudes is, is comparing themselves to Kawhi. And it's like, man. There's only one person who has more 30-point games in the playoffs than him in one season. Is it LeBron? No. Is it Michael Jordan? No. Who is it? Hang on. You can't just say it's one person. You're right. Wait, what was the stat? <laughs> he said more 30-point games than one playoff. Yeah, Kawhi's tied with someone else with 11. The most is twelve. The most thirty point games in playoffs. Yeah, yeah but Andre was about to tell us who the yeah who the number. It. He said there's only one person. I thought if I, I said know, it, maybe it come like to me. Hakeem or something. I think it was Hakeem. It was Hang on, Hakeem. That makes the most sense. It was a center. But oh, anyway, it's got to be Hakeem. What other center had that many points? Shaq? No, all of with them. that he played. I mean, it could have been. Oh, 2002. Uh, I I put my money on Hakeem. Let's play the Jeopardy music. Rich, well, Andre uh, figures this out. I'll, I'll no, try but to put it hey, in. let's just move on. Yeah, and I'll, I mean that's I'll pull it. it up that's it. The game it, is in what? Damn, y'all waiting on me? The game is in thirty minutes. Uh, if you want to have that stat ready for the post game coverage, <laughs> Andre, um, maybe Kawhi will tie it tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. I like yeah. that. Okay, so we got Rich. Oh, we're Warriors. Just, we're, we're, oh, I have Warriors in six. Andre, Warriors in seven. I've got Raptors in six. And like last uh, series, I I think it's going to be tied going through game four. So both teams get a win on the road. That's going to be some stressful as hell. Yeah. Basketball <laughs> for those guys, man. <laughs> but either way, as long as we have a competitive finals, I think we'll all be happy. Um, last year was a sweep. We don't want that. It just blocked in my mind. Yeah. So anything better than a sweep, we'll take it. We will Dude, take it's it. exciting. This is the finals. Oh man, it's I know every year. It's, it's oh, like man. it's like Christmas, right? You just you all of a sudden it's snowing outside. Santa Claus is at the mall, and you're trying not to tell your ten year old cousin that uh, Santa doesn't exist. No, all right, we, all right, we gotta get <laughs> the only we other person who's done it is Michael Jordan. Oh, oh that's wow! <laughs> Let's get oh. out of here, boys. To the bar we go. Let's go. Hundred and forty-six minutes later. Woo we man, we are back. What an exciting game one. The Toronto Raptors defeat the Golden State Warriors 118-109 in a thriller, guys. The score doesn't say the tale of the tale. Is that how you say it? Tale of the tale. Doesn't tell the tale. The tale of the tale, right? Yeah. Tell yeah. Well, it's the tale of the tape is what they say. Tell of the thing. tape. There you go. That's what yeah. I was looking All for. Right. Thank you, Rich. But it doesn't tell the tale. I assist, guess we don't use tape anymore. Rich with the assist like Pascal Siakam. Even though he wasn't the assist leader. Yeah, he was getting Assist like Jaylon Green. There you go. Fed. I like that one better. That's more accurate. What a game, guys. What a game indeed, Andre. The Toronto Raptors, the favorite going into this. Well, 
after yesterday, the favorite in Vegas, the favorite to take game one at home. A lot of people picked them to go uh, to take care of business in game one, and they did so in stylish fashion, led by Pascal Siakam. How many points did he have? 32 points? He had 32 points. Just shy of about, a double-double. About, double. about 14 of 17 from the field. Highly efficient tonight, Pascal Man. Siakam. We all talked about, everybody talked about Kawhi Leonard needing to have a game. But today was the Siakam game. What did you see, Rich? How did he dominate? That dude was just rolling, and he just had the touch. Like, I'm surprised I didn't see him go down the court. And I watched, like, a solid 47 minutes of the game. Like, I didn't, I don't think I my eyes tore away from the ball for a second, just maybe I had to go to the bathroom and missed one minute, but I'm surprised that I didn't see him running down the court and do the Shaq thing where he looks at his left hand, like, what's going on, you know, when Shaq would put him in the lefty like, layup. I can't believe it. I can't believe this is my hand. I'm surprised Siaka wasn't doing that with both of his you hands. You know why he, he wasn't that doing that? He did free throws. You know why he wasn't doing that? Because he's left-handed. <laughs> because he could believe it. He knew what he went out there. He was the man on a mission. He was ready. He's a man who you would think had been here before. He was ready to take care of business. Third-year student. So. Confidence on every shot, and you can see it. On the stat line as well as on the floor, dude dominated guys. He taking it inside, just bodying up on Draymond Green. Yes, man. he did it on the re- on the boards as well. Only eight rebounds, just shy of a double double. But man, he was crashing boards. He was doing it all, Rich. What more can you ask for from the sidekick? That was terrific. And like, you know, shout out to Pascal Siakam, really, really showing up. And I thought that other than a couple of, I guess, in the first half, a couple of times where they. Passed the ball and did a little bit of overpassing. Beautiful basketball for Toronto, where I noticed that uh, Siakam had the ball at the three-point line with Draymond Green guarding him. He's like, okay, not a favorable matchup. Let me swing it around. Then it ended up back in the same place with uh, Draymond Green guarding Pascal Siakam again. And he put up a shot. Didn't quite go in. Wasn't a smooth possession. And after that, guys are just firing shots. Like, not everyone had a super efficient night. Kyle Lowry didn't have the greatest shooting performance. Danny Green came up in a couple of moments. But overall, uh, Serge Ibaka didn't hit his threes. But these guys weren't afraid to shoot. Uh, Marcus Ole, Siakam came up big. Ka- Kawhi Leonard didn't have a, uh, an amazing efficiency, but getting to the free throw line and putting up five assists, like they had the ball moving, but they weren't overpassing. They were, nobody was afraid to take the shots they had to take. I don't know what Nick Nurse put into him before this game. Nobody it's that really secret stuff, man, from Space Jam too. Maybe LeBron I mean, gave him a little taste. Yeah, exactly. LeBron not doing anything else. We got it. He's like, gotta take I'm down still these king warriors. Of the East. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta, gotta take Bugs? down these warriors somehow. Who's Bugs Bunny? But uh, I think it's tonight. It's Pascal Siakam. He was hopping everywhere. But uh, but yeah. So I thought that they were really taking their shots, and they looked like they had confidence today in, in Toronto. Definitely the perfect combination: confidence as well as selfless play. Right? The guys took the shots when they knew they needed to, when they had the correct matchup. But at the same time, you talked about that beautiful basketball, Rich. Passing the ball when they knew they did not, they, there was a more favorable shot to be had. Kawhi got caught a couple times in the air, but guess what? Some, yeah, some he, nice passed, passes. he passed it off at the end, and they ended up making that three. I mean, the one in the third quarter with Pascal. We always say they always say you don't want to get caught in the air, but Kawhi makes it happen somehow, and uh, the guys around him made the Warriors pay. Um, it didn't matter who you put, what body you put on him, Pascal, whoever. It seemed like they were making they were forcing their will upon the Warriors. It goes beyond just that. The ball movement was great. I think a lot of it had to do also with, you know, disrupting the 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 Warriors offense. When you disrupt the Warriors offense, it allows you to play your game. You're not playing from behind. I don't think they I think they led for what four, 39 of the 48 minutes something like that. Yeah. It, probably more than that actually. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look it up, but when you're playing from a from when you're playing from with a lead, it allows you to not fall into panic mode and continue to play that basketball that's gotten you to this point. 
And when you have a guy going off like Pascal Siakam, you continue to feed him. And when the other guys, the other role players, Fred Van Vliet, Danny Green got the ball in their hands, they, they, they made something happen. Andre, you mentioned, you know, Danny Green putting in his two cents. Yeah, um, Do you anticipate that, you know, being a huge factor moving forward? I mean, if he can continue to hit shots like he did this game, uh, he finished, what, 44%, 3 of 7 for 3, um, then Toronto's looking pretty good. I mean, you're we're also uh, accounting for the fact that Kawhi Leonard didn't really have, like, the, the most efficient game, neither did Kyle Lowry, but everyone else stepped up big. So if you can get this continuous contribution from Danny Green, uh, Pascal Siakam, if he stays like this, man, they're probably going to run away with it. Uh yeah, a lot what? of a lot of the early reactions. I'm glad you mentioned that. A lot of the early reactions were, you know, Pascal's not going to have a game like this. But you know what? You don't need him to have every single game right. be like this. You need one, maybe two, right? Because it only takes four to win the championship. Exactly, and like, and he, it came exactly at the time when you wanted to, when early your your main on. superstar isn't like you know contributing as he probably will through the rest of this series. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like the best case scenario for the Raptors. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not a huge fan of talking so necessarily about you know who did and didn't have gains because you know that's that's the defense on the other side, right? Oh, um, you know Curry or Clay or whoever um, didn't have a game, but it's like. I mean, it is what it's, it is, it's all, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also about what did the other team do to, to kind of throw you off. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about, obviously, the, the obvious star, Pascal Siakam. What did you see from either the Warriors' offense or the Raptors' defense, Rich, that uh, caused them to, you know, pretty much trail the entirety of the game? Well, to kind of finish off what you were saying about Danny Green and what he might do in the future, this doesn't exactly answer the question that you just asked, but I wanted to bring up the fact that since Pascal Siakam was so hot, they had to send extra help towards him. It wasn't just Draymond Green covering him or a solo defender. It would all getting switched onto him and covering him by themselves. They had to send help from other places, which is what let uh, Fred Van Vliet, Danny Green, and Kyle Lowry, even though they didn't have collectively the best nights, get open shots and shoot with confidence. So if he can keep doing that and drawing attention, like that's going to make things easier for the rest of the series. So. so are you saying that the Warriors now know what it's like to guard the Warriors? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I will say that because – a lot of Siakam's points came from transition. That's coming from Raptors defense. Like there were a lot, a lot of, of full court passes when the Siakam when he's like running downfield and just going straight to the rim. A lot. And it looked like the Warriors were like, "This isn't the Cavaliers. Like they haven't not played the Cavaliers in the finals." Like, That's true. What They're the like, yeah, what, what is this? There's not the one hell? guy holding the ball for twenty seconds. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, and they always talk about Russ versus I can't rest versus <laughs> rest versus Russ, Russ right? Mm. And is is some of that attributed to that, or do you think they just had such an easy time? Not an easy time, but the fact that they swept the Trailblazers, maybe that has a little bit to do with, hey, you know, it's kind of like when a fighter goes into a fight and they're the clear favorite, and they get punched in the mouth, and it's like, whoa, no, this guy up, can hit back. Step back, right? Yeah, I mean, this guy can actually hit back. What do I do now? Uh, I I have no, I I I don't doubt at all that they will bounce back and come back stronger. But what are some things that they need to do to ensure that this doesn't happen again? So I know that Draymond Green, uh, Draymond Green, uh, I know that DeMarcus Cousins came back from injury and you don't want to rush him back. He came off on that bench unit, the Clay Thompson and four bench players. Uh, but instead of uh, instead of Jordan Bell out there, they had DeMarcus Cousins out there. And so the, the major thing that a lot of people say throughout the season is like, oh, now you got someone to dump in on the post and kind of use his post moves and take advantage of smaller defenders when you can't get that manufactured offense going with the Warriors can't play that beautiful game or Kevin Durant doesn't got it going. Oh, look, we got an all-star uh, DeMarcus Cousins on the cheap. We can throw him in there. It was the first game back and he looked pretty passive. He wanted to keep the ball rolling. He wanted the spirit of the offense to continue to flow and not bog down. I think he's, I think he felt some pleasure, some pressure. 
I wouldn't say he played poorly. It's the first game back after after tearing his quad. Is that what it is? Oh yeah, it was. No, he had a quad strain. Tear, yeah. yeah, tearing his quad. Did and he tear it? No, he didn't. It was it was a tear. It was a tear. And even a strain is a tear, but not to be armchair doctor, but. But Semantics. so he was a uh, he was firing off some crispy passes. He had some nice passes out to Jerebko in the corner. Uh, Jerebko was on fire on those nice those nice finds. But I just felt like either he was nervous from the finals, nervous in the first game back, didn't want to back down, bog down the offense. I felt like he could have taken some advantage of some smaller defenders that he was matched up against, or just taking his time. He was rocketing the ball out of his hands. He never held it for very long. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely a lot of that. What you said, right? You're coming off an injury. You can't expect to be. Boogie from the focal the, point of the, the Kings, right? Right, and he's and probably still on a minutes or exactly. Ball, so and I think the majority. I think you're right. It, he was put in there to kind of help weather the storm. You mentioned that uh, throughout the night and even earlier today, Rich. Um, it's really going to come down to Clay on the bench versus the the Raptors bench, and I think the Raptors took huge advantage of that. Despite Boogie Cousins being out there, they understood this isn't the same Boogie, right? Right. We can still go at him, and I think that's where they had the majority of their success was actually. On the Raptors' offensive side, if you watched Boogie, he was a little late on some of the switches, and that allowed the ball to rotate a lot quicker and guys to have to you know, shot, adjust you know. a lot sooner. And and, and uh, guys were a little bit behind because of that, and you had more open shots. So they definitely took advantage of that situation, Rich. Good call out on that. I think it'll continue to be a big focus considering that I think we would all agree the Raptors have a stronger and deeper bench than the uh, than the Warriors. No, definitely. And especially if Andre Iguodala's, uh it looks like his hamstring was pulled yeah, during the, this the, game. In the last, in the fourth quarter, so he kind of grabbing that ham. You, yeah, so. yeah, if he's limited, if he has to come off the bench, or if he can't even play in game two, or something like that, like you got to move somebody up to the starting rotation, and then that bench mob with Clay Thompson, like you got to move that stuff around. You got to shift some lineups around. Who knows what it's going to be, and so what's going to happen? Yeah, that you're you're you hit a head right on the head. I think that's the biggest difference when missing guys like KD is before throughout the regular season when you went to that secondary lineup and you had the bench guys, you always had two of the stars there. Now it's one. Now you're gonna yeah, and it's like you can double him all day because you will take the shot from you name him, Quinn <laughs> Cook, Jordan Bell, Andre Iguodala, Jarevko. Um, Looney, any one of those guys, you are willing to give them space. Because Looney actually got a pretty wet jumper, man. Yeah, but I you mean, take yeah, that. But <laughs> you, you take you'll, that you'll one wet jumper. You take Please it over shoot it. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, Jarevko was, what, two for two from three? But you're like, okay, how? Okay, six points <laughs> out of Jarevko. How many times is he going to take threes and drain 100%, right? He's not going to take eight shots from three. Who is going to take eight shots from three? Clay Thompson, yeah. Steph Curry, right? So whoever that is playing with the bench, like, Dude, you double them all night, and it just becomes one that you said it, Rich. That's the opportunity to grow the lead, and they did that perfectly tonight. So, um, what do you guys anticipate for game two? So it, it's hard to say what to anticipate, but I kind of want to just wonder what, how it could swing in Golden State's favor. Um, Toronto is obligated; like they really want to win these games, and they're supposed to. They're the home team; they got the better record. So even if they go up 2-0, like. That's kind of how the series is supposed to go. They haven't won one on the road yet, and I think they would really like to to give themselves some cushion. Um, as we said before the podcast or before this segment of the podcast, Golden State's a great road team. That's not untrue just because they lost this this game. Um, Steph Curry was driving a lot, taking a lot of punishment. Uh, I wonder what will happen yeah. in Game Two when the referees can look back at the tape and say, "Oh, okay, I missed this. I missed this. Uh, we don't want the game to get, kind of be called this way or be this wild." We want it to be similar to the regular season. Uh, let's go ahead and tighten these things up. I wonder if things change as far as how the defense is allowed to be played, 
or just how Steph Curry responds because 34, 32 points or sorry, hang on, 30, 34 points from Steph Curry, like on 44% field goal percentage, that's good efficiency, but we've easily seen him go for 45 plus without a sweat. And so when the Raptors aren't up, we've seen them come back from down before, of course, but when it's not up, if they hit him in the mouth right in the beginning, can the Warriors keep the Jets going and stay ahead kind of like the Raptors did in this game? So, so I want to answer that question, and for, but first I want to address one thing you talked about. I think with the fouls, it was fairly 50-50. I mean, I think there was, a, there was just as many close calls called in the favor of the Warriors as they were no calls. So I don't anticipate that changing too much. I think the key to the Warriors bouncing back and really having a you know a strong game two and, and potentially taking that game two away from uh, from Toronto's home court is more shots from your name your name two guys. If you look at the previous series, Clay and and Steph, you know KD list Clay and Steph, K, the KD list Warriors. Um, Clay, people, call, people call them the OG Warriors. The OG Warriors, Clay and Steph were taking over half of the shots in every game. This game they shot less than half. So as much as yes, you know the 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 Raptors are playing their 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 heavy defense. They're doubling off the ball, on the ball both ways, right? If it gets in one of their hands, they're getting doubled. <clears throat> Excuse me. If 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 the ball is not in their hands, they're doubling. You know, one pass away. Like it was crazy. I don't know if you saw that, but it's like sometimes there'd be one pass away, and there's already a guy there. So that even if you know, even if they had the ball or they didn't, if they came off a screen, they were doubled. If they if the ball was in somebody else's hands and the play was obviously going to be ran to get the ball get in the ball. Clay Thompson's or Steph Curry's hands, the double the was there. It there. was already there, right? But you have to at some point you have to allow your talent to overcome that. The and way make the shot anyway. And, yes, exactly. And I I think I take my chances if I'm Steve Kerr. I say I take my chances with Steph and Clay. If you look at Game Three against Portland, they took a combined what 48 shots. In this game, they only took about. 36, 36, something like that. Yeah. So it's like more shots. Seems simple, but they're your best players. Sometimes it's like, and Draymond said it himself a couple weeks ago. Don't get too cute. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, Draymond said it himself. He said, a a contested shot, a contested clay shot is still better than a wide open shot for me. So if if Draymond's saying that, then better believe it's true. Yeah, there's some merit to it. So you got to, I think you just got to allow those guys to do what they do and (laughs) throw the ball in the net. Uh, is there anything, Andre, before I make my next point, is there anything that you think that the Warriors uh, kind of want to tighten up in game two? Uh, definitely turnovers. Um, like I alluded to earlier, uh, that's how Siakam got a lot of his points was off of turnovers and then full court passes to, you know, where he he had the mismatch, running transition, getting to the rim pretty much like uncontested. Uh, that's going to be the big one. Draymond had. Do you think they were getting too cute sometimes? Yeah, they tried. They tried to thread the needle a couple of times, and Toronto's a long team. You can't really do that too much. But um, smart defenders, like these yeah, guys, like were almost everybody on like on their starting lineup was an all defensive player at one point, right? If not defensive player of the year, Marcus. Wow. We saw Marcus flying in for in the first quarter, like trying to intercept that that one long pass from. It was into the post. Has yeah. the three point line yeah. to the post. Mm-hmm. And like exactly turnovers. Draymond, I don't think I'd ever seen Marcus Holmes. <laughs> Draymond Green had six turnovers. Yeah, that's what that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah, he had a triple double, but he also had six turnovers, right? So, um, I mean, yeah, it's clear he's making that offensive and defensive impact, but you can still be better there. So um, turnovers are going to be the big thing, especially as they're losing depth on their bench side. And the second point I think is um, they'll probably get Cousins a bit more involved. So um, he played eight minutes this game, and if Iguodala's injured. 
he might not play or he might have limited minutes. So I feel like oh. a bigger role is going to come up for Boogie forgot, coming off the bench. I forgot Iggy was, uh, yeah. was uh, favoring that left knee. Yeah. So I I, I think uh, Boogie's playmaking abilities and ability to score in ISO situations, uh, especially like him matching up with Gasol, should be good. Um, I think that will be the key for the Warriors going forward, as well as more shots from so, Stephen Clay. So Rich mentioned, you know, he's just coming off an injury. How do you how do you get him into that rhythm? Do you think you have to force it? You have to kind of say, hey. Do you we start believe him? in you? Do you oh, start yeah. him? Oh, that's a good question. What do you think, Andre? Uh, it would be nice to start him, but they need to split up their scoring load. Like they need to divide the load between the the, the starters and the bench because the bench is where they lost this game. And you don't think they would close out the game with them either? So maybe keep them off the bench. Oh, well, they they might close off with him depending on what happens with Iguodala. I think that's going to be the X factor going forward in the next game. But um, especially if he's gone, they might. I can see them starting him and then closing with him. But in the next game, he's definitely going to be in that bench unit playing more minutes. I feel like that that's going to be the next, like the biggest thing for them. Yeah. And so I'm not going to pretend to be an armchair or anything. I'm not a coach in the NBA, but everyone likes to second guess like rotations, lineups, when players play and minutes that usage that coaches put on different guys. Why does Steve Kerr play everybody? Or why don't the Warriors go to pick and roll uh, often enough unless their backs against the wall? Like that Steph Curry, Kevin Durant pick and roll. Like how do you guard that? When they were in Oklahoma City, why didn't you run the Russell Westbrook, uh, Kevin Durant pick and roll more often? Because Kevin Durant doesn't set good screens because he doesn't like sitting screens. That's the answer to that one. But uh, like in game two, like early and often, uh, you know, Steph Curry, Draymond Green pick and roll. We know Draymond Green is vicious, uh, you know, playing that two on or that uh, three on four or that four on three uh, basketball when Steph Curry gets all that double, double attention. Just run it early and see what see what they can do. The Warriors are smart. They're going to watch film. They're going to see what everyone's ten- tendencies are. And Draymond Green, one of the smartest defenders out there, He'll, he's the best one of all time, according to himself. And you got to think like that if you think you're going to win in the finals. So maybe go to that early and often and put more shoulder on one of the best minds on your team. Uh, yeah, Draymond Green and let Steph Curry draw all the attention that he deserves because it doesn't seem like he had a great game. Uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, didn't. I did not think he had as great a game as he did. I look up and he has thirty-four points. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, what? He was taking a lot of contact, driving to the hole a lot, getting a lot of fouls called. Didn't finish field. that well. Same, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's the limitation of being a short. The physicality guy. of the finals. Yeah, only yeah. and you're short. Like yeah. it's harder to sh- to finish over contact if you're shorter than everyone else on the team. Yeah. So we always talk about. I think the biggest thing is that we always talk about you know one A and one B, and what I mean by that is you have the star and you have a sidekick. But what made the Warriors great is they always had that third scoring option. Even before KD got there, they had Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Right? They had that granted and 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 and, and to further make that point, the year they lost to the to the Cavs, that was a big deal, right? What yeah. did he go like You're, four for thirty five or something yeah, like it that? Was pretty bad. It was crazy, right? So I think with a fast pace like that and and the fact that, you know, they are a smarter smaller lineup. You know, you have to be able to have that other guy that's gonna ease a little bit of that because it immediately space it immediately creates more space for those two guys when you have a third guy you have to worry about, and that's crazy to think like, oh yeah, they need a third guy that can shoot <laughs> at a high efficiency, a third all timer. <laughs> but that's the reality of what's made the Warriors so great. Yeah, and like previous years, like we all know, they sacrificed depth to bring in Kevin Durant, and the years when Sean Livingston was younger, they had Leandro Barbosa, and they got those bench units out there. Those guys pour in. 12 points and everyone's like oh my god these guys are on the bench and they're extending the lead a little bit yep. Sean Livingston's looking a little long in the tooth had six points uh you know but not great efficiency and it just seemed like he had to work really hard for all his baskets so it wasn't a positive minus three and so another another factor where that bench isn't coming through for them yeah and it just always seemed like regardless of 
the lineup that was out there for the Raptors, there was always scoring. Right. Scoring and great defense, long length. It's like, like even when Pascal and Kawhi and Danny Ring were on were on the bench, it yeah, you was got Ibaka Mar- and Gasol, Fleet yeah, you and got Norman Ibaka Powell. Fleet, Norman Powell, and it's like, dude, these guys can just go out there and do it their own way. Mm-hmm. And now you have weaker defenders, so it's like that that's that's really where the depth comes in. You and people talk talked the whole ever since K D got hurt. Are they better without KD? And the answer is fuck no. Like this is <laughs> yeah, perfect right, yeah. example of why. Like when they not win, better. when they win, it looks really good. Like because they're really good, but he, they're they're better with KD. He is a pack of ramen. You You're need right. some instant offense. You throw him in the microwave, and he'll get you some buckets. That's right, got, got yep. me through. Just like Kendrick right got when you were hungry in college, what the fuck did you do? You threw a freaking cup ramen noodles. Throw an egg in there. Fed yourself on the way out the door. Wealthy. Right, and it got you through the day. Kevin Durant is that pack of ramen noodles that will get you through that. That'll help you weather that storm, keep you in the game. How many times did it seem like they were going to inch their way back in? Oh, and, and then responded. Danny Green or Fred VanVleet or somebody just Hit drained a three. A three. And it was like Kevin Durant is the guy that does that for you. Yep. You're, 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 the other team's starting to pull away. Guess what? Just give it to KD. ISO three in your face. Boom. Game never gets out of hand. Yeah, they're definitely so, missing him right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think anybody, <laughs> I think anybody, somebody on TV, I think, I don't remember, I think it was Max or something, they were like, Every any team in the history of the NBA would be better with Kevin Durant. <laughs> like it's just a I mean, like that's like twenty plus points a game. Free. You start twenty to zero <laughs> like, when he's right? on the team. <laughs> if he's on the team, yeah, I mean, you're already down. Just think about it. If they had him tonight, yeah, he would he would have helped uh, kind of stop the bleeding. In a and lot of I mean, situations. and he's a plus defender. You know, mm-hmm. he's not as as locked in every night as he was the first season he was there with the Warriors, but. Throw him on Kawhi Leonard, and there's some more length yeah, in his way. So that yeah. leads me to my next question: When is, how late is too late for Kevin Durant to come back and save the Warriors from? And this is only one game, so I'm kind of, I don't want to jump yeah. the I don't want to jump the gun because they could easily come back game two and just make it an even game, and we're back and at ground win, zero. Win right? one in Oakland, and then they're up two one. Yeah, exactly. But let's say you know Toronto handles business at home. When how late is too late for Kevin Durant to come in and? I don't think he's ever too late. Come in on his high on a white horse and save the day. I think the most storybook ending possible would be like the Warriors go down three two, and they're going you know to back to Oakland for Game Six, and then Kevin Durant magically rides in on his didn't he ride a unicycle or a horse in the commercial? Anyway, he rides in, wins Game Six, and then goes to Game Seven on the road and wins what is historically the hardest thing to win. Kevin Durant has been in a commercial. Yeah, plenty. That's the more shocking part of this. But uh, (laughs) no, but you're right. That'd be that would. I think that's the ultimate one. I think hardest row. Throwing in, throwing in, (laughs) throwing him in in a game seven would be the hardest or too late. I think too late to kind of just shift what you've been doing this whole time. Maybe throw some guys out of rhythm. Sweet, sweet vindication, man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That I think that is. But so you're saying game seven is probably the only time would be too late. Yeah. What if they're up 3-0? Uh, if, they are, if the Raptors the are Raptors up 3-0? Are up 3-0 still, oh, still, I mean, still plenty yeah, of time. I mean, history's on your side at that point. <laughs> uh, uh, like I think the history of the entire NBA outweighs the Raptors' tortured history at that point. I'm going to give a quick hot take about tonight. Uh, and I said it earlier, but if if Iguodala is hurt, like actually hurt where he's missed his games, I think the series is over. Only in that situation and if we don't get KD back game two. Yeah, I, I don't very, think very, I don't think he'll be back. That's the only time over. I will go full Paul Pierce and say that a series <laughs> is over. Yeah, is if those two things happen, you don't get KD back next yeah. game, and you don't have Andre Iguodala. You lose playmaking and defensiveness. Like it's 
it's you're talking about point. you're talking about both of their finals MVPs missing the finals. <laughs> so I think that's if they're both missing, it's gonna be. You're telling me without Andre Iguodala and without Kevin Durant, there's no finals MVPs on the Warriors. Oh. There's there's none. none. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> like you can't. It wasn't a trick question. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> you can't have Draymond on Kawhi the whole time and then shoulder the offensive load, like the creation, everything else as well. Like it's it's a it's wrap. Yeah, he's gone. So, well, we'll wait and see. I don't think I still am a firm believer that we're not going to see KD for the rest of this year. And if that's the case, I I feel very good about after today. I feel very good about my choice to take the Raptors in six. What well, I thought you said uh, Raptors in four at the game. Man, that was after a couple of adult no, you were like, we were <laughs> fresh. We had just parked, and you were like, guys, I think the Raptors are going to win this in four. And I was like, Xavier, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I will stick <laughs> like, with my Raptors in six. I don't want to. We didn't have their mics on at that point. That was off the Doesn't record. count. Doesn't count. No, that, that would be ridiculous. So I guess to finish off this. Can, can, I, oh, can, go I, ahead. can I ask one more question? Yeah, yeah. If Kawhi and the Raptors pull this off, where does that put Kawhi on your Current basketball tier list and your all time like current player tier list. Yes. Um, Does this make he, him? He's top three player? on me for me right now. Already right. I so don't. if he pulls this off against the Warriors, the team that the team that and granted they don't have KD, but you know the only other person that has beaten this team is LeBron. I think he transfers from the like all star borderline superstar depending on health. Borderline uh, super. He's a pretty. He's a superstar. Well, I'm man. saying depending <laughs> on health before this playoffs run, you might not have said that. Uh, I would have said it, but you might not. It would, yeah. Be like I, I guess you could argue. It. And so I think he transfers from the general consensus, like all star, borderline superstar, because he wasn't like a, an all star superstar for his entire career. I think people just forgot because well, no, 2017. No, he Richard was has a very out. good point. Richard has a very good point. You know, he had a Finals MVP, right? And we knew he was really good, but he wasn't the best player on that team. And he was getting called out by Kevin Durant for being a system player. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't. It he wasn't, wasn't the clear cut best player on it's that team. It's easy to say team. that when you don't have a system. Now, now, Gar- yeah, <laughs> now, <laughs> right, but granted, <laughs> granted, he doesn't go down in that series against the Warriors, and they win that. I think we were talking yeah. about a whole different Kawhi. He's probably still on the Spurs. Who knows, right? Yeah, definitely. But to Rich's point, like, where has he really been clear cut superstar? Granted, personally, we might have thought of him that way, but I think we're talking more in the regards of. Like the basketball world, where would you put him? And I think that's and, a good point. Rich. He's I, borderline right now still, even though everybody knows he's clearly well, very, 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 very good. Before this playoff run, for sure. And I think he was getting that unfair knock that Paul George got, which, which was best two-way player, as though that's a knock against like your offensive skills. Right. But I think what I wanted to say was he's transitioning, You know, especially if they win, even if they don't win, from borderline superstar, all-star, somewhere on the fringe, depending on his health, to – that guy that's like LeBron, that's like Kevin Durant, that's like, you know, Steph Curry and Draymond Green saying these guys may not show up every night of the regular season, but fuck, you don't want to see them in the playoffs. Like that is yeah. that is a monster that you just don't want to see in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. So instant like I want to win one game. He's in the top three. All that's, I'm saying, if you didn't think Kawhi was a superstar but, but that's not what before, I'm saying. then we, you we, weren't paying attention. But that's not what I'm well, saying. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I'm we, we, I definitely thought he was a superstar. I think Rich also thought yeah, he was I'm a superstar. I'm just talking about general consensus yeah, perception, yeah. which is what JB was asking. So, does he become the most sought after free agent if he wins this? Uh, I think. I think that's uh, already coming off it. Well, KD. Without the injury, it was KD. Well, Kevin Durant's Rand. injury is not degener- degenerative yeah. the way that Kawhi Leonard's is. And the second part of the other question all time. Um, Why wins this? Is he a Hall of Famer? 
Oh yeah, he already. I think he already is a already is I a think he's, he's guaranteed pretty much at this point. Yeah, Damn. he's got the moments. He's, he's got, got the, two time defensive player of the year, Finals MVP, no storyline. Yeah, no regular season MVP. Yeah, no, but uh, could have been this year. If usually, he played a couple more usually, games. That's usually your, you know, your unanimous Hall of Famers have an MVP. Yeah, yeah. and to kind of go off what he said in interviews uh, during Finals Week, that's not true. I guess there's plenty of people that get him. He was asked about <laughs> what his legacy, what he wants his legacy to be, more or less. I'm kind of paraphrasing the question, and he said. It's not about the accolades for me. He said, I just want to have a long, healthy career, which I can respect for sure. He wants to make a lot of money, have a lot of fun, play basketball. He's a fun guy. And if he has a long career with the accolades that he already has, he's going to rack up all those counting stats easily. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. He, I think he probably still has more steals than fouls. Like, yeah, so he does. He's easily in the in the Hall of Fame. Like, no doubt. Sick-ass stat. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> How many of those steals yeah. are one-handed? How many are not looking? One right. of them. One of them. <laughs> I bet you that status somewhere. Yeah. That status got to be somewhere. Start tracking there. that, man. Analytics. I mean, they already put his uh, photo of that game seven winner against Philadelphia up in the Toronto uh, Scotia Bank Arena. Shit, I'm about to buy a print, put it up on my wall. So. Last, last, last question. I promise. Is Tor- is regardless of what the outcome of this, or you can answer it how you want. Um, after this is all said and done and we have a crown of champion, is Kawhi Leonard a Raptor next year? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, and so I was going to counter y'all with the question. Go ahead, Andre. I could see him winning and then leaving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't disagree. He already bought the house. <laughs> I don't disagree. If I had yeah, to. Yeah, but they're going to give him a house if, if he I, stays. If, if I had to bet money, I would say that he stays if he wins. But it actually would make a ton of sense if he won and left because it's like, hey, Toronto. Here you go. I came in. <laughs> got you a Got chip. you a championship. You could not possibly have anything wrong with me. <laughs> any bad feelings towards Kawhi Leonard. Like, I don't even care who the player is. If they came into Dallas They'll probably help and move. won a title and <laughs> dipped, I'd be like, put this man's number up on yep. the route. <laughs> Build another statue. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the moving services would give him free, oh. uh, free, you know, yeah. service for life. Just yeah, like I guess those bars right. and stuff. Damn. I thought, I remember saying I thought he would stay as long as he made the finals. But if he wins, that's ah, another man. story. And, and so what I was going to say Dude's was. an enigma, man. I don't know what he's going to do. He, uh, yeah, for real. He already bought the house in, in LA. We Everybody knows that already. And the rumor on the street via uh, Mark Stein, the Stein line, famous Dallas reporter now working for the New York Times, um, is that the Clippers looked into the task of buying the logo or the the symbol, the claw <laughs> from Nike. This little handprint, yeah. So oh, that, wow. Yeah, so that they could make that a, a juicier pitch for him in free agency to get him to come away from the Raptors. But apparently that's uh, kind of circumventing the salary cap so that's so uh, it's kind of bunk yeah Yeah. i would hope there was something and so (laughs) and so that kind of leads to my question here um i i previewed y'all a little bit hopefully you guys got a chance to think about it a little bit but uh i wanted to ask you guys what is the furthest length that you went to accomplish something that didn't happen for you if just to get a little a little personal anecdote here oh wow the furthest i've gone to, to accomplish, accomplish something, something that didn't that didn't happen. happen, probably got something to do with like getting a date or something. I don't know, but <laughs> Shit, and we're all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess the first I've ever gone. It sounds simple, but it's pretty funny. I was actually uh, giving it a go to try it. Like I've always loved cooking, and I thought I'd give it a shot to bake a cake for my mom. And you know, I you know, it all started off with okay, you know, look online, find a recipe. Write down the ingredients, go to the store and buy it, and then give it a shot. So I go to, you know, get in the car. I'm looking for my keys. Can't find my keys. Keys are inside the car. <laughs> I try to open it myself. 
obviously that doesn't work. Call one of those places to do like, you know, pop it open. Luckily it was during the day, so they didn't charge me an arm and a leg. I didn't have like roadside assistance or anything like that, but they showed up. I think I paid like 40 bucks. Popped it open, got the keys. Good. Don't ask me why I didn't have a spare. This is an old car, but got in the car, went and bought the stuff, brought it back. Was it the Saturn? Was it a Saturn? Yeah, it was the old Saturn. Oh, I remember oh, that. Man, thing. I forgot about that. The yeah. old Saturn. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It was silver. But yeah. Oh, it was silver? Yeah, it was silver. I had to use to pick time. me up before yeah. I could drive. I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. When you finally got a car and I didn't have to drive you everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, why are you throwing shade right now? I'm trying to tell the story. Um, so, you know, get in the car, go buy the stuff, come back, you know, you know, get ready, prep everything, you know, clean some of the old dishes because, you know, I needed some of the, like the pots and pans that weren't clean or whatever. Not pots and pans. Uh, what do you call those? The baking sheets? What yeah. do you call it's those? It's like a pan. Baking it's a sheet pan. pan. Yeah, it's a pan. You know, I wash that stuff, get it all prepped, preheat the oven and stuff like that. You know, start mixing shit. Throw, I'm, I'm about to like put this all together and I'm missing fucking flour. <laughs> So, like, I got to start all the way over. You didn't go to the neighbors? (laughs) No. And remember, granted, I'm younger. So, I go back. I'm like, fuck, turn off the oven, get out, you know, go grab the flour, come back. I come back. My mom has put everything away. Oh, no. (laughs) Has put everything away and is like, why did you put all this stuff out? And I'm like, I don't bake a cake. (laughs) You're the bad guy. And she's like, no, you're not baking anything right now. I'm I'm about to cook dinner. No way. I'm about to cook dinner. You're not doing anything. You're just going to make a mess. Blah, blah, blah. I'm getting chewed out when the whole time I'm trying to make her cake. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. That was probably like a good two and a half hours. No way. And it just didn't happen. Wow. And I never, I, I've never baked to this day. Damn. I made some candy pans. one time, but that was on the, that was on a, that was on like a, a stovetop or something. It was oh, on okay. a stovetop. Huh. It's crazy. You can make candy on a stovetop. Yeah. Well, that's well, for that's that for later. the baking podcast. All right. We so, get that start up. I've got, I've got mine. Mine, I guess, is a little bit more dramatic. Uh, so I was on my... I'm saying my cake... It was very dramatic. Was full of drama. drama. I shed a tear. I spent $40 for we no reason. reason. We know drama. And you got chewed out. I was 18 yeah. at that time, dude. $40 is a lot of money. But, uh, $40 on flour? Where the fuck are you shopping? No. $40 <laughs> to open the car. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. But yeah, for me, it was uh, I was like 14. It was the summer before, or 13, going 14. Uh, it was the summer before I went to high school where I met up with these two clowns I do the podcast with. And uh, I went on my first like vacation without my parents. I went with my sister. My uncle, my older cousin, another cousin, and like two other people. Everybody's like 20 something. And they're like, yeah, we'll take Richie along. Cool. Let's go. We we're going to go down to New Braunfels and go tubing uh, and, you know, enjoy the river. I was like, what's tubing? Whatever. Let's go. Let's have fun. Like, I like my whole family. It's, it'll be a good time. Took a trip down there, went to Red Lobster, had all the shrimp. It was like shrimp fest or whatever they got going on at that time. They had jum- shrimp. Yeah. So good. Jumbo shrimp. Snow shrimp, uh, fried shrimp, coconut, coconut shrimp. shrimp. The yeah. one that nobody likes. Scampi shrimp. Yeah. Scampi. likes coconut shrimp? <laughs> I mean, that's all right. I'll take it. Terrible. Anyway, we, we went and ate there. You know, I'm 13. We're all like, they're all in their 20s. Yeah, that, was long, that was a while back. Eating like garbage. Like, you know, we went to Burger King in the middle of the night. Like after that, probably. Mm, underrated. Uh, watching. Uh, watching. Angry Whopper. Watching. Uh, <laughs> watching South Park on the cheap hotel TV the next day. Or the, in the middle of the night. And I was like, man, I'm hungry again. Let me go ahead and heat up this Whopper or whatever in the microwave, <laughs> in the cheap hotel microwave. Eat oh, it. no. Did you leave the foil on? No, no, no. no. Oh, it didn't catch fire. No, no. That's not where it's going. <laughs> I think there's aluminum in that, is there? Yeah, well, back in, in the, the day, the, they had those shiny. In the Whopper? Yeah. In the, yes, there's, there's aluminum in the Whopper. No, like, man, in the foil. Remember? I don't think no, the foil yeah. is actually aluminum, right? Anyway, good. So we go out. We go. We try to go deep sea fishing for whatever reason. It doesn't work out. And we go to the 
we go head towards the river and my stomach is hurting. It was hurting like at night. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, I, I didn't, I tried to go use the bathroom. It didn't work out. I like, it just hurt when I moved. So I just stopped moving, you know, I went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, it just hurt when I don't move. I, I laid down in the back of this like van we rented, like no moving. I was like, guys, my stomach hurts. And everyone's like, it was, is that shrimp? Is those heated up cheeseburgers? You know, <laughs> you just, you just have to like, you know, you're constipated or something. You got to pass this, go to the, go to the gas station. They buy me a, like a Sprite and a laxative drink that i was like okay whatever throw it right up like it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> yeah. do what the job is supposed to do yeah and i was like what the hell is wrong with me like i have no idea and everyone was like yeah you're all right so we get down to the tubing <laughs> we go to we go tubing we get the tubes headed down so you got a stomach ache and then you go in the water this oh. is not in well oh, no. like, so we like, have a stomach ache and like i can't move it was like debilitating like pain i don't know if i've ever told you this story and, I uh, think I know where this is going. And so we get there, and I'm like, guys, I cannot move. Like, I have to just lay down. And so I lay down, like, in the grass. My sister's like, okay, I'm not going to leave him. And everyone else goes tubing down the river, and I'm just stuck there by the side of the, like, by the riverbank, just, like, for, like, four hours, however yeah. long it is that they're tubing. And so I go all the all way down to New Braunfels, lay down. I can't even go tubing this whole time. Like, just vacation ruined. I ended up getting back to Dallas, uh, I guess the next day or whatever. It ends up I had appendicitis. My appendix had burst. Just oh like, wow! Just like OG and Adobe. You're like, oh. wow. So I went all those lengths. I guess I got driven, but I went those lengths to get that far. And in the end, it didn't even matter. Couldn't even get on the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> you had appendicitis. That fucking sucks. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. So my situation is a couple years back. Uh, I go to Japan. Tokyo Game Show for the Street Fighter Five Open Tournament, and you apply for it. There was like a lottery system online on Twitter, and you you tweet the person, and then they sign you up for the tournament, right? So I, I tweet, I let them know, hey, I'm American, I'm coming to Tokyo for the tournament, right? So you know, I fly, I, I pay the ticket, I fly across the world. That's you know, a long flight, man. That is a long flight, 14 hours from Dallas. So I fly across the world, pay all that money, I get there. Get up, pull up in Tokyo. That's a long train ride too, man. Tokyo's big. It's like an hour train ride. You pass yep. Tokyo, Disney Sea, and all that stuff. So like, I I get there, right? I pull up, I walk up, and I'm and I'm talking to the tournament organizer, and you're like, "Yeah, man, sorry, they 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 filled up on positions. They don't have any more open spots. So like, I I traveled all this way." Literally around the world. Around Did you travel world. not knowing if you would get I it? I didn't know. Because, like, they <laughs> oh, didn't. It's, it's one of those tournaments where they don't post the brackets till like, the, the, the day before, right? So, they're so like, I, didn't, you know I didn't know who was going to be in or who wasn't. They're just like, you know what? Just catch it was the actually, It was a few days before, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I make it there. And then I I don't. I'm not in the tournament. So, it's like, hey, that's cool, I guess. I guess I'll just, you know, hang out. I mean, it's still Japan. It's still a vacation yeah. and stuff, so I still got to have fun, but I, I didn't get to compete. How did they way. promote that? You know what? Just go ahead and buy the plane ticket. Go ahead yeah, and book like, the hey, room. Hey, we'll they, actually, they, they actually came and apologized it's, to me afterwards, but hard. I mean, it, it is what it is. I didn't get to compete. <laughs> that's no. funny, though. Like, it's not that... Just book the flight. Yeah, yeah. just come just, across just come the world. Just come on out, across man. The, just come across the world. He'll, and the, he'll the, be fine. The shitty thing is, they let people in who didn't show up. What? Uh, yeah. So you didn't even get the ticket. They didn't I didn't. Play? Yeah, they wouldn't let. They couldn't. They could wouldn't be, redo the bracket. Could it be an alternate or nothing? Nah. Damn. They didn't do it. Like, Japan has really cool rules when it comes <laughs> to things like tournaments and, you know, basic common sense and yeah. stuff like that. So, Damn. yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it was. Uh, it sucked pretty bad for me. Did you have a good time, though? It was just a really, really hey, pretty good trip. 
all things considered. That's one of those like aim for the sun, moon, and fall if you amongst miss. the stars. It's a nice and wholesome way to look at it, JV. Yeah, but is uh, that how it goes? It's, it's, Why do I always know half of like saying? It's aim for the moon. If you miss it, you land amongst the stars. That doesn't make sense because the moon but is like the moon's very closer close. than the stars. <laughs> like the closest star is the sun. <laughs> I think it's something else. And after that, know. it's like. Yeah, I'm not gonna aim get for that. the moon and somehow you'll go right past it. <laughs> aim for the stars. If not, you'll just land. I'll on just aim for. <laughs> it. Yeah, it should be well, that sucks. Just aim super far away. It, co- it sounds like it costs you more than forty dollars. Oh yeah, a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, quite a bit more. Yeah. Well, at least but it was fun. I I enjoyed myself anyway. At least it was, it was a near death for you. Right. I I ended up being hospitalized for two weeks after. after yeah, I, got I so, had my fair share of those and. I I'm can uh, I can relate to OG Ananobi. Uh, yeah. Prayers out to that guy. So before we uh, sound off, guys, I want to hear your predictions. Game two, who's taking it? Who's shining? I think the Raptors take it. <laughs> and like, and I had to stand by my prediction from earlier yeah. today. But after seeing what I've seen, and with the ominous signs that we've seen today, without any further investigation from medical staff or anything, my prediction as of right now, which could be wrong, I'm taking the Raptors in game two. Uh, so if Iggy is injured, I'm definitely taking the Raptors in game two. I think they, they built the momentum. Um, they're playing really well stars in play as well as they could. And I feel like they'll show up better this time. Um, Kawhi Leonard yeah, didn't I, look gassed. Yeah. I I like the Raptors game too. Uh, if Iggy's a little healthier and Boogie plays more minutes, I see, I can see the Warriors coming back, you know, making, tying it up at one, one, but I don't know. Things are, things are trending towards Raptors just running away with this one. What about you, JB? Oh, I gotta take the Raptors, man. I haven't won the series in six. I mean, I pick. I said six because that's, you know, the most common of games. But I, I did, I did anticipate the Raptors handling business. So I, um, as long as they're at home, I have them as the, uh, the favorite. And so uh, I think the Raptors put on another show, and maybe we have a Kawhi game this time. And if we do, I don't best believe they're gonna win, especially if they don't have. Yeah, AI. they don't have Iguodala. He's he, Kawhi's definitely having a game if they don't have Iguodala. <laughs> Makes me sad that I didn't bet on the Raptors. Uh, it's not too late, dude. Well, it's just so much harder because no, it have... ain't. It's the same. No, just no, no. Do I don't mean like... it's so much harder to bet on game two. I mean it's just so much harder because I can't. Like I'm not doing online stuff. Like I'm not doing that. There's places. But this is <laughs> for off. This is for the clean podcast. There's places that I've heard, <laughs> or so they say. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I I'm curious to see how Vegas adjusts the the lines, the lines yes, because um, the over under in game one was two fourteen, which if you bet the under, um, you lost. <laughs> um, so they did get the over on the points. It was two fourteen, and then the Raptors started off as a one and a half point underdog, ended up as a one and a half point favorite. Clearly covered that. Um, so it, all those people that bet on the Warriors are not very happy right now. Yeah, they're, serves them right. They're that, <laughs> they're that many dollars poor. Yeah, that's the right way. I saying. mean, they're in San Francisco. They'll Meanwhile, right. you had a plethora of Canadians cashing in in Vegas. I'm sure. But uh, I gotta say, um, real quick, Rich, who tweeted the about the uh, energy? In Jurassic Park or in the stadium? Oh, Kendrick Perkins Kendrick with the tweet Perkins. of the night. Uh, tweet of the night for it goes to Kendrick Perkins. Let me, let me pull it up. I like that on the official shot Man, colors. He's still saucy after last I season. I think he said, I, I've never seen anything like I, that. I'll read it to you right now. Just make sure you guys follow uh, at Shot Color Show. That is at Shot Color Show. Hashtag Shot Color Show. Kendrick Perkins at Kendrick Perkins. The energy in and outside this arena is ridiculous. 
I've never seen anything like this. Don't know if I'm at the finals, the club, or the inauguration. Jesus Christ. Dang. So we don't know what the Toronto's like. That inauguration huge. energy. <laughs> Hugely. I think it's a blend of everything, right? Yeah. The amount of people resembles that of an inauguration. The amount of bounciness. I don't know. The amount of energy, just, you know, people jumping up and down, I'm sure. And the excitedness and, yeah, of the finals. Resembles that of the club. And then, shit, like. That's crazy. Uh, it, I, I'm happy for the people of Toronto. I yeah, mean, always, people of Canada. Always being bridesmaids, never brides. I'm on a quest Maybe to, this is their time to, get to visit every uh, NBA arena, so I, I look forward to How the many day you I got? get to. Uh, I've got two, three. I got three yeah, down. Of time I've got 31 to go. I've got more baseball. I've got more baseball. I've got more baseball stadiums than anything. I think I'm going to try to knock that one out first. But yeah, I look forward to it. It's uh, easier because there's so many games. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You can buy a five dollar ticket. I might hit the Yankees uh, in, a, in about a month. Dude, that stadium's nice. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I've been to the Knicks and the Nets up there. They're not playing this summer, but hey, cool. Uh, you went to the Nets game? Yeah, went to the Knicks. What's well, better, uh, Barclays I think, or I think the Garden? As much as I like the Barclays Center, I think the the Knicks like the Bar- uh You like the old, Square. The classic. I like the or- the orange and blue. Like, just looks super nice. Like and the, the buzzer, the the bu- the buzzer, the organ, and just like. The, the how the Lakers do the same thing they turn the lights low in the, in the crowd so you can't really see the rest of the arena it's all on the floor and so I think all that just really contributes damn I should have checked out a game there before they got KD yeah I'm taking sales are gonna shoot up what's funny is I went there hoping to see Chris S. Porzingis and he was injured and then both don't worry you had both, now you can see him all the time here in Dallas, Dallas before yeah. that he you're was gonna, injured you're too you're gonna get to see him plenty this coming year Excited for the uh, off season. I'm excited for the free free agent preview. Uh, it's crazy, man. That's the that's the great thing about the the NBA. There's never a dull moment. Yeah. Even the off season. The off season last season or last year was just yeah. great, man. And some dudes don't even watch the games. They're just here for but the for the, the transactions. The drama, man. Yep. Yeah. But before we get there, I want time to slow down a little bit. Let's enjoy and these enjoy these finals. Finals. Yeah. Good game. If it goes good game, game one. Let's if it goes to game seven, the better team will obviously come out on top. That'd be great. You know, if the Warriors are meant to win, win in seven. If the Raptors are meant to win, win in seven, because that'd be that just means more good basketball. Too. I just hope the rest of the games match Hell the yeah, intensity bro. of yeah. this one. Yeah, if yeah. if today's any indication of that, we're gonna be in for some nail biters. Yeah, we got a nice ride ahead of us. Cool. So we all got Raptors in game two. We will be back um, on Monday, and we will have a recap uh, game two that is coming on Sunday. So we will have a full recap of game two, and. Uh, you know further predictions for the rest of the series let's see what game two brings guys but until next time my name is jv rich it's andre we're the shot callers peace out